Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. That's why everything gets dumbed down and vanilla and no one has opinions anymore. Absolutely. they don't yeah. want to offend any individual, yeah. which is madness because, um, you know, opinions are fine. You don't have to agree with everybody all the time, do you? Now, here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anna Geary and I'm with Anita Baldwin. Hello. Uh, we're really excited about this week's uh, guest because we've been working with him since since before this podcast even began because he is main 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 person for us um, to help us and help us get this this thing out the door this podcast out the door so he's our podcast producer Pete Allen from Carrot Cruncher Media it's got a bit of a story as to why it's called that as well um, in business there's loads of people that you connected with and Pete is by far one of our favourites that we have the pleasure to be working with so let's get into this if you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy the podcast from Get Savvy Club use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe Pete, do we call you Pete or do we call you Peter Allen? You can call me whatever you want. I'm not bothered. I've always just called you Pete Allen Pete. or Podcast Pete, but who knows, you might want to be called Peter, hey? No, I mean, um, not unless I've done something really bad. And I've done bad things, but people don't know about them. Ah, well, we're going to uncover that today <laughs> <laughs> in this interrogation, I mean, interview. Pete is actually responsible for this very podcast, so it's really exciting. It's really, really strange having a pod, like a podcast all about podcasting, but if it wasn't for Pete helping us, this this would never have got off the ground. We would not have Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club. So we're hugely, hugely grateful for Pete. But Pete, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about his... And you know, it's one of those people that like does want to talk about himself because he likes to be behind the scenes, but actually those people are usually the best place to get like actually interesting insights and information from. So Pete, tell us about yourself. Um, push you out uh-huh. the concert. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what, what it is that you do right now. Um, I am a podcast producer and not a podcast presenter. Essentially, uh, Carrot Cruncher Media is me. I'm Carrot Cruncher Media. Um, we produce podcasts for um, quite often entrepreneurs are our our ideal client, as you guys say a lot. Um, and I obviously learn a lot from your podcast. Um, but my ideal client are entrepreneurs and people who want to build their brand through podcasts. So I help them do that. Now you're behind the scenes a lot, but you've got a brilliant um, background, haven't you, in terms of what you've done before. So some of you guys um, who listen to this might have heard of Dino and Pete uh, from Capital, and uh, Pete is the Pete part of Dino and Pete, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. um, I've spent years doing local radio stuff. Um, So I worked on a little station in, well, not little, a station in Derby, um, which uh, was called Ram FM back in the day, named after the football team. And the and and of course the uh, the creature the ram, um, and uh, I did that, and I was I was a producer there for a long time before becoming a presenter, and then um, myself and the guy I worked with Dino moved to Capital East Midlands, and we did um, the Dino and Pete Breakfast Show for a long time there as well, um, and then all of that came to an end as all good things do, and at that point I kind of went okay. Um, what can I do and what and how can I give value to other people through doing what I do and you go I can I'm really good with audio I can produce audio I know how to do good content and um so I set up uh, set up Carrot Crunchy Media and the rest is history I suppose so where does that name come from that's quite unusual isn't it it, it comes from years ago um I love one thing I love as a little snack Carrot, Carrot yeah <laughs> 
straight from the fridge. I keep the carrots in the fridge because there's no better way to keep a carrot. <laughs> I don't bother peeling it. I'll go straight to the fridge. I'll grab one and I'll I'll bite it and I'll eat it. I've always done that. You've always crunched out. carrots. I've always crunched carrots. And I went out with a girl who didn't like me. But at one point during an argument, she called me a carrot-crunching bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Trolls <laughs> are your best source of inspiration. If that's not proof of it, I don't know what is. We ended up uh, moving in together and stuff. And basically, she wanted to keep the email address she got. I had to change my email address, so I changed it to Carrot Cruncher. Um, and I bought the domain carrotcruncher.com and I was pete.allen at carrotcruncher.com. And whenever I gave my email address to anybody, anywhere, ever, on the phone, as you do a lot... Um, people would go, oh, that's interesting. Where's that from? And you go, oh, can't we bother with the story? I don't know, mate. <laughs> Was that's normally a great the story, though. Yeah, but basically, when it came to setting up this company, I'd already got the email address and I'd already got the website. Memorable, isn't it? It's really memorable, which is, which yeah, is good. It was. And, and because if you've had it a while, it's more trusted as well, isn't it? SEO-wise and things, rather than starting a brand new domain, if you've got one already that you've had for ages for whatever reason, if you mm. keep using that, then obviously it, it's one of the rankings, isn't it? It trusts you more because you've been around longer. I'm a trusted carrot-crunching bastard nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to be calling you that again. Mm. So how did you end up in radio then? Did, is that what you wanted to do when you like left school? Yeah, pretty much. I, I grew up listening to the radio and, and loving radio, and um, I did uh, I did the um, the sensible thing and went to university and, and uh, did computer studies back in the day before the internet even existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you used to have to go to the library and get books out, didn't you? That's right, yeah. Mm. And that was great. I like the li- I like the library, except you have to be quiet. I'm not very good at that. We used to have, um, in our library, there were certain books that you weren't allowed to take out because we didn't have many of them. So what mm. we used to do is chuck it out the window because then you didn't, like, make it beep. And then you'd go around and get it and you could take it home and use it. And then you'd think, oh, I'll go and do some studying in the library. And you'd go... Shit, I bought the book in again. I've got to throw it out the window again. I used to do that all the time. I wasn't nicking it, just borrowing it. <laughs> do you know what I love about this podcast? It's almost like some kind of therapy where you've just, ad- you've just admitted to being a book thief. They didn't let us borrow them, so we used to steal them. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't, we didn't pay any attention to that rule. No, I did take it back eventually. They just wouldn't let you take it, you know. I yeah. didn't sit in the library all day. Oh, no, you don't want to do that because you've got to be quiet, right? Yeah, there's no smoking and drinking. <laughs> so I went to university and, and uh, while I was doing that, I was doing voluntary radio. Um, and then uh, from that, pretty much straight after university was done, after, after uni, I never wanted to see another computer ever again. Um, so I, I basically went cap in hand to a radio station and said, oh, look, I've been doing this for the last three years uh, voluntarily. What do you think to me? And they went, oh, yeah, you're all right. You've got some potential. So I basically was uh, used to uh, compile the travel reports and then I'd do the travel reports and then um, I became a producer of a, of a show. And, and at the time, really, when you're young and you're a producer, it's just about the person who makes coffee. It's just a really good title. Um, but then that obviously, that got better. Uh, and then the years passed and then I became a presenter and... So how did that happen? I produced a um, male-female duo... Um, and Rachel, the the obviously the female, uh, <laughs> spent um, she ha- she went through a period of not being particularly well, so she spent so she so she wasn't coming into work. So I stepped up and and helped help the guy out a little bit more. Um, and the guy was Dino, 
and oh. and and then essentially Rachel um, left the radio station because you'd stolen her job. <laughs> no, no, genuinely. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like that. <laughs> We don't need you anymore. <laughs> Rachel decided she wanted a life better, so she went to Cornwall and she she left and she went to she left Derby, believe it or not, and went to Cornwall. Who would do that? That's insane, right? Yeah, but then um, then you know that that's how the Dino and Pete thing started. So, what time did you have to get up to do that then? Uh, breakfast about um, realistically should have been up at half four. Uh, really, I was up at ten past five. And then in, in the car and at Nottingham by about 10 to 6 when the show started at 6. Hmm. Um, obviously, you know, anyone who was in a position of power, um, we told them we were there for 5am. Um, it, it was a lie. Did you plan what you were going to talk about or did you just, like, chat? Um, initially, yeah, we planned a, a lot of stuff, but then... Um, we we were working together for about 17, 16, 17 years. And as you guys know, when one person says something you really know how to react and you know how they're going to react and you build this, uh, you build a rapport. So there's, um, in reality, less uh, preparation that's required when you've uh, when you've got that relationship because most of the stuff that you do is based around the relationship between you and, obviously, um, I was quite often the, uh, the, the fall guy, so you know your role. Um, and and you and you play to that. Yeah, and I suppose as well, you have, you, you just look at the papers, don't you? That's what seems yeah. to think. See yeah. what see what's hot at that time. Get what's trending, and just yeah. flow with it. And then yeah, when there's two of you, it, it does make it easier, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. absolutely. You can think yeah. while the other's talking. talking. Yeah. The show that we did was um, very topical and very of the moment. So, like you say, it was like papers, websites, all that information from there. There is an element of just well, what's happened today. Like, you can't yeah. be too... Pla- it's like how we say about social media. You can't plan, like... People that are like, oh, no, I schedule my posts a month ahead. How? How do you mm. know? Like, yeah. you know, Biden's just been elected, hasn't he? Um, so like, if you'd scheduled what you were going to be talking about, like now, that wouldn't reflect what's happening right now if you wanted to talk about those kind of topics. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's better to be, you know, more authentic and real and of the time. Yeah, rather yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. I do that- like about your story, though, Pete, which I think any younger listeners out there should bloody listen to, is <laughs> the fact that, like, if, like, when you're at university doing whatever it is that you're doing or when you're at college or whatever, you need to put yourself in a position where you're going to get opportunities. And if you're interested in radio and you want to do radio, you can't just go and do your media, your degree in media and do nothing at the same time and then come out and go knocking on the door of, I don't know, Radio 1 and say, oh, um, can you give me a job, please? Because it doesn't work like that. You have, you've got to, like... Um, start at the bottom haven't you? and you've got to make yeah, sure yeah, exactly, give yourself yeah. a head start by doing the things for free before wait wherever you can rather yeah. than just be like you know expecting because you've got a degree that you can just stroll into something and, and it is it's a lot of what you know how you end up in your career is um circumstance with what happened with rachel uh, yeah. elements of look but, but behind all of that is putting yourself where you need to be and just stepping up and doing whatever it is that you know, yeah, it's asked of you at the time, really, isn't it? Knowing that, yeah, you've got a title producer, but at the same time, you probably are going to make the tea or you are going to do, you know, things that probably you're not that comfortable with. But, yeah, lots and lots of you, I'm always saying this to my kids, mm, lots yeah, of you yeah. don't, don't really grasp that that's how people get to where they need, you know. Yeah, lots of it's unpaid. Being proactive is so important because, like now, and and this isn't just this is I, well, I guess media is an interesting one, isn't it? Because you don't actually need a degree to do a lot of the things. Um, so you know, to turn up 
to Radio One or wherever, like you just mentioned, with a with a piece of paper saying I've got a degree. Well, yeah, you mate, and loads of other people. So show me show me how you're better than them. Well, even uh, at the most basic level, like when I when I used to do recruitment, I did financial recruitment. Um, mm. So every year in Leicestershire alone, there's two universities that do um, accounting degrees. So every year alone, there'd be over 700 um, students that would graduate in a BA honours in accountancy and finance or something similar in that kind of field. So mm. seven, there are 700 fresh new grad jobs in Leicestershire every year. So even at, even at the most undesirable, like undesirable, it's, a bit hard. <laughs> it's not undesirable for those that want to be accountants. But do you know what I mean? It's not like a sexy hot thing that you want to go and do, is it, accounting mm. normally. But even at that, if you want to be an accountant, you've, you're against 700 people all grad, and every year another 700 graduate. So how many is that that you're up against? And and obviously yeah. in in this, you know, media. Well, to be fair, when you did radio, it's harder to get into it as well because obviously you, you couldn't just start your own podcast and and get things moving mm. like you can now. Um, you actually had to do all the things that you did there. So yeah, youngsters or yeah, anybody I know, actually. I know. That's a bit harsh, but anybody wanting to do something new, you're going to have to just get yourself where you need to be and do stuff for free to start and get around the right people, really, don't you? You've got to get around the right people and you've got to have the right attitude as well. It's dead important, so important. And you've just got to stand, you've got to stand out. And like you say, I hassle my kids about it as well. And it's like, you've got to be better than everybody else. Or not even be better, just show you've got something about you. You know, just shout louder kind of thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because regardless of what the universities will make you believe having that degree doesn't mean that much now because everyone's got one no. yeah i say to mine you're not going unless it's something you need a degree for like doctor lawyer whatever but i'd rather they go traveling you know around the world and get more out of it hello anita here and i'm interrupting our podcast just to let you know that the get savvy academy is open at the moment so if you're listening to this in real time um, we are open until Friday the... whatever the date is, I don't know. Um, but anyway, there will be a, a link in the show notes. You click on that and you can find out. If you want to join us, then you can until Friday and get in our academy where we've got over 100 great businesses, loads of stuff going on. You can get in. If not, if you're listening at any other time, click on the link and there'll be a wait list there instead. Um, and you can go on that and we'll let you know when we next open it. Thank you. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Um, so, how long have you been doing podcast producing? When did podcasts even start? I've been going years um, and years and years. Yeah, podcast started about 15 years ago. and I Did they? Yeah, at, um, at the radio station that I worked at in Derby, we used to do a podcast then. So, my first uh, production of podcast was probably about 12, 10, 10 12 years ago, something like that. Uh, and then, as I went up the ladder to some extent and went to bigger station, um, I had my own producer. So, I wasn't producing the podcast, but I was hosting podcasts um, back then. Um, and then, I, I think I've probably fell out of love with podcasts for quite a while. And then, more recently, well, I say more recently, probably about five years ago or so. Um, I just listen to loads of podcasts, consume loads of stuff. Uh, and then um, when the work at the radio station stopped, it just became really clear to me that actually I'm really, I really love podcasts and I've got all the talents to, to, to offer those services to, to, to other people. Um, so it's just a case of keying into that and going, right, I'm going to do that. So um, I've been producing podcasts under the Carrot Cruncher brand for about two years now. When that the Dino and Pete show stopped, there was a bit of an uproar, wasn't there, about that? Because Pete, I, I, when I did some research, all I could find was like loads of listeners were going, the new show's rubbish, the new show's rubbish. Because <laughs> well, basically nice. what happened was, 
local radio stopped didn't it on that particular show so instead Mm. it's like a more national thing and to be fair do you know what i used to listen to that state i don't know why i'm like not saying the name but anyway i used to listen to that (laughs) station all the time it was on my in my car all the time so i was like when i realized who i was oh right okay um and then when it changed to how it is now like more national don't listen to it anymore because i might as well just have radio one on so why did you stop then what happened filling in on the background what happened is the radio industry was deregulated to some extent which meant that um the local stations didn't need to have local shows so obviously to save money and to um build a a a national brand um the station i was at um went with a national breakfast show so they've got a, a national breakfast show so that was only a few years ago was it yeah that was probably about oh crikey 18 months two years ago you might as well just listen to like virgin or bit radio one or because it's just london based mm. people like yeah you know, and then yeah, yeah obviously yeah. when it's you know when it how it was before it was like local you know the, the, we're talking about local things so I, I obviously live in leicester but um i worked in nottingham as well so there's a lot of um you know east midlands banter going on and things and yeah that, i think that's what kind of draw great music too but obviously when they were talking it was relevant and you knew what they were talking about and what, whereas now it's just like but maybe because i'm just older i don't know but now it's just like yeah. a bunch of kids it's not as mm. you know it's, it's not as local that's all I guess, do you know that thing about that you said about being older? I think some of it can be that as well, because um, I, I'm, I'm of exactly the same mind where I listen to radio now and I go, flipping out, I'm too old for that. Do you know what I mean? It's not, but at the end of the day, you're not the target demographic. You know, you're not, you're not 15, 24, nor am I. And that's, that's why I'm, uh, and that's, that's why I, I, I was there for too long. It's because, you, you know, I'm a middle-aged man talking about the latest thing that blooming Kim Kardashian's tweeted about. I don't care what Kim Kardashian's tweeted about. So then all of a sudden that authenticity that we talk about on podcasts and we talk about uh, in connecting with people, that's gone because like, I can't talk about what I'm, what I'm actually interested in because I, I'm like someone's dad. More Radio 2. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I love how they do that. I love how like they go from like the cool new things on Radio 1 and then they just gradually go, like they, they then like come across move to you like, up the channels mm. yeah and if, you, if you're really cool you're on radio six aren't you music that, that yeah, that's, always, yeah that's really when i'm listening cool. to that, i always think i'm like i'm not trendy i'm not cool enough to be on I'll, to be listening <laughs> to it but i do listen i love i love the music six i love listening to that <laughs> podcasts so do you reckon they've had like a surge in popularity recently and loads more out because i didn't know they've been around about 15 years did anybody else yeah, there's there's been um, um, um I think I think uh, a massive uh, uh, I think for the last two or three years uh, I think people have generally realised the power of podcasts uh, and with that there have been loads more launched um, there are podcasts there are hundreds of podcasts released every week it seems um, mm. and, and and you know because it's so easy now. Um, to do that, you can just download a, a, an app to your phone, you can record something on your phone, and you can upload it and, and set it up as a podcast. Is it going to be any good? Well, the content might be great, but technically, is it going to be any good? Probably not. Is it going to um, build your brand? Um, is it going to set you up as a, as a quality um, quality business doing a, a podcast that sounds a bit ropey? No, it's not. It's going gonna, it's gonna to harm it, but it is dead easy, and a lot of people do that, whether it's um, you know, quite often, I guess the target market is just the person and their friends, which is 
is cool, but you know there is there's so many podcasts being released all yeah. of the time. There I are. think it's like it's almost like you know when you like browse Netflix and you just spend so long looking mm. and you just can't even decide what to listen to because there's so much out there. Yeah. So really, you just and you need a recommendation. So I think the comedy on there is really good. I listen to quite yeah. a lot of comedy podcasts, but there's almost too much there now, isn't there? Yeah, there is. That's one of the issues with podcasts. I think it's about the curation of content and um, uh, and obviously whichever app you use whichever podcast app you use i i always um i've got i mean like on my screen on my on my uh, machine i've got about 15 different podcast apps and if i want a show to listen to quite often i'll i'll go to go to them and they've got featured sections and you can scroll down the featured section and see something that uh, that appeals to you. I can go down a rabbit hole of podcasts and just, like, list loads of them. So I've got a big list of podcasts that I want to listen to. You know, probably uh, 80% of them I'll never listen to again after the first episode. So what I think is really important then is, like, what you helped us with when we... I mean, I'd already done a podcast training course, actually. I spent a few thousand pounds on a podcast training course um, about... Three must be like three years ago now, actually, when I actually went on that. And then I had an idea for a podcast, but it was different. And I'm glad I never got that one off the ground because obviously since then I've been working with Anita and I've got the Get Savvy Club one. Mm. But um, one thing that I learned and that I see people make the mistake all the time is they just like plop their podcast out. Do you know what I mean? Like just chuck it out so they don't actually do any kind of a launch. So, and obviously working with you, you I already knew the importance of the launch from that training that I did. And um, then working with you as well, we went through the launch process too. So what would you say to anyone that's thinking of podcast? You know, they've got all this ducks in a row. They maybe have done a one or two and they think they've got, everything they need what would you what's your like sort of top tips on launching if you like and what you know go through the importance of launching yeah first of all i'd say don't spend thousands of pounds on a podcast course (laughs) and then (laughs) because you know i mean god and i'm not this is not like some big sell for me because loads of other people do this as well you know you've got people with experience there who will hold your hand and help you through the whole process and tell you what you need to do to to um launch a successful podcast i bought all the gear And, like, I'm not a techie person. I'm not somebody I can, you know, this is the bit that I like doing, just talking to people. Like, Mm. the actual, I don't actually really care about how it actually gets out. Yeah, I think we identified that when we first had our first chat, really, and you were like, you know, all the tech overwhelm, man, I can't be done with that. So you go, right, that, that... In which case, all you need is this. You can use your current stuff that you've got. And I think you actually bought new stuff that was just easier. This is easier, yeah, because you just plug this back into your laptop. Right, whereas the other one, it had, like, other bits of technology yeah yeah you guys talk about clients having a problem and you solving a problem and upon the first meeting of somebody of a new client it's like what what's their problem and your problem was you want a podcast but you you're not and you, you have some knowledge but you don't want the tech overwhelm and you don't want any of that stuff so quite often what a person will want to do is they'll just want to be directed in, you know, pushed into the right direction of what to buy, um, what they need. Uh, obviously, I can come and do recording sessions with clients as well and help set up kit and the like. So it's just identifying the needs of each individual um, each each individual client or potential client and then, yeah. then servicing those needs. And what I've always tried to do is um, make clients feel like they're the only ones I think. Well, you uh, have other clients, not just I, I, us. <laughs> There's a few For other sake. clients. They're clearly well, not as important as you. Honestly. Right, that's it. I'm off. Well, I want our podcast to be the most successful podcast that you're producing. That's so like do I. Life. But what I love about what you do for us, Pete, is that also 
we're like Anna and I are quite similar in a way that we don't mind doing all the, the work for the podcast but then we don't want to have to listen to it back and edit it because that's like we've already done it so we just send it to you and you take this like load of words and turn it into like a really professional podcast and cut out all the rubbish and do the editing make it the right time and put you know everything to it do you have you ever offended anyone by editing them um not as I'm aware of no no um they've never told me um no how do you decide on you know do you just think well I'm bored now I'll just chop that bit or a lot of it is just like the flow uh, of a conversation and you know like we're we're talking now and and bits of this will be chopped out because bits go over there whereas you know to keep the to keep the conversation um forward moving uh, you need to take some of that stuff out obviously you don't want to take too much stuff out because you want the conversation to flow you want the conversation to go where it goes but at the same time golden moments come out of those bits where you go off elsewhere and start talking about something that's completely irrelevant but then it's down to the editor to decide how many times that happens because if that happens too often it can become a bit too oh god I'm tired listening to this because I want to get to the point do you see what I mean yeah. so it's, it's a balancing act of um, how much of how much um, wild crazy personality do you want to get in there and of course you want wild crazy personality but at the same time, you need that full progression of the of the of the conversation. Yeah, I suppose that's quite different to live radio when there's no editing, is there? Did you ever make like a massive faux pas? Oh life? God, all the time, man, all the time. <laughs> but the good thing with working in a team, you see, is when one person screws up, the other person can call them an idiot and move on. Uh, otherwise, yeah. if if that doesn't happen, if you're on your own and you and you say something that's completely idiotic, then the audience are going to tell you you're an idiot. But if if your co-presenter's already said you're an idiot and you're completely foolish, um, then the audience don't have to do that because that box has already been ticked. So it's it's yeah. quite good from that point of view. More forgiving. Yeah. What was the worst thing you, you said then on radio? Oh God, I don't know. Do you know what? I'd done it for so long as a producer and then as a presenter, you kind of get to the point where you're self-editing. Um, having now obviously been on podcasts, it's 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 like really casting that stuff aside, that self-editing stuff aside, because a lot of it can be done in post-production, whereas, you know, on the radio, you are constantly editing yourself as you're going along and you're thinking ahead. If I say that, who am I going to offend? Does it matter if I offend that person or that group of people? Yeah, it does matter or no, it doesn't matter. Um, you co-hosted a radio show um, mm. for uh, Takeover Radio, which is a little, um, mm. like, a... Uh, I don't know, like community station. Community station, yeah, that's in Leicester. And she had that for two years. And sometimes some of the things she's a little bit uh crazy. So but I used to worry like Anna. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be really worried, but it was really it was good because she had this um uh other girl that she produced that, that, that was a little bit old well, she was a year older than Serena and she was mm. more sensible. So luckily she used to rein Serena in or she'd stop and go right. Okay, let's play a song now or whatever. But yeah, it was yeah. that that was live radio, and that was there was a couple of times she said things, and I was like, "What are you even thinking? Why would you say that?" And like, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, and, and yeah, but I, I don't think she could have. She was eleven when she, she did it for two years, and I, I don't actually think she really got into her head that people were actually listening. Like, mm. and I was like, "They do listen. They're like driving around, and she's she stopped that particular show." Um, but she wants to still do like uh, interviewing people and things and then more like a roving reporter but obviously lockdown happened so and yeah, uh, yeah she just wants to go and interview people that are doing different cool things in and around Leicestershire and then 
pass that recording to the guys in the studio and they just play the interview. So if she'd go and interview someone, I don't know, in the latest musical that's at the curve or, you know, all, all of those kind of things. So she still mm. will do that. But it's just, yeah, it was panicking. I, yeah. I prefer her to do that, actually. Go and record, <laughs> get it edited, then send it out. It, it, could, it could be controlled. But as um, a, a radio station, there's all kinds of things you see because you are really limited. But, like, I, I used to work on Capital East Midlands, so we were based uh, um, 15, 24-year-olds. So anything out of um, things that 15, 24-year-olds are interested in, that's an out. You can't talk about that stuff. So if in, if in natural conversation on the air, that a thought about some old reference comes into your mind that you would naturally oh, yeah. go to, then you can't use that reference. You've got to come up with a modern-day one. So you've got that thought. Be like dating a young person then. Where everything you say, they go what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've got to have that have that process in your mind, whereby you go right. Is it right for the radio station brand? Is it right for the uh, target demographic? Um, is it offensive to any group or individual? If it is slightly offensive to a group or individual, how do I say it to make the point? Can I say this without upsetting people? Yes, I probably can. I may upset a few people, but if I do say it, then the person who I'm co-presenting with is going to give that balanced view and offer that balanced view. But that's that's why, I don't want to be too serious, but that's why everything gets dumbed down and vanilla and no-one has opinions anymore. Absolutely. they don't yeah. want to offend any individual, yeah. which is madness because... Um, you know, opinions are fine. You don't have to agree with everybody all the time, do you? Which is why it's really nice to cast those chains aside and do podcasts and mm. be on podcasts because you don't have to worry about that stuff. Obviously, there's decency and stuff that you have to adhere mm. to because you've got your own personal brand. And I don't want anyone thinking I'm horrible or I don't want to upset anybody. <laughs> A carrot-crunching bastard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That would be awful. But, you know, you, you've, you've only got yourself and your own brand to, to look after. And you go, there are certain opinions I've got which I probably wouldn't express. I don't know. I can't really think of any. But it's the same as social media, isn't it? You know, you can be vilified for having an opinion that isn't mainstream accepted. But as long as you're not being offensive, it's fine. And actually, if you want to stand out and you want your business to stand out on social media, you've got to start sharing opinions and being a bit controversial. You don't have to be Katie Hopkins, but you can can be you know you don't have to be some bland vanilla person either podcasting is open to any small business now you don't have to be a big corporate and have you know big budgets and everything so what would you say are the main things if anybody wants to do a podcast or is starting one that they've got to have in there or think about or you know in order to be successful yeah um, number one you've got to identify your audience your um who is also potentially your ideal client um, that person has to be identified because that's the person you're speaking to. It's um, funny, that's the core of everything in business. That's how we start with our clients yeah, as well. Yeah, and it's something which when I listen to your podcast and I, I listen to your content, I see your content online, that's the one message that comes through. And that, that key message is so, so, so important, isn't it? So mm. identifying that audience and then talking directly to them as they're an individual rather than a group of people because podcasts are consumed one-on-one because most uh, something like 90% of podcast listening is done um, with headphones on. So you're talking to an individual uh, and that's how you build a relationship and that's that's how you build loyalty. You may or may not know this, Pete, but we always ask our um, uh, guests two questions uh, on this podcast. I know. I know. One, one, <laughs> you listen to them then, that's good. Mm. Um, so Obviously, we're the Get Savvy Club. So what makes you savvy? And you can take that any way you want to. 
Uh, what makes me savvy? I think I probably know my own strengths and weaknesses, and I don't. And I, I and what I try and do is I try and um, play to my strengths rather than make my weaknesses any better. Wise words. If somebody wants something and it's one of my weaknesses, I'll get somebody else to do it. I'll outsource it. Um, and you know, I can spend my time learning that stuff. And I have done in the past, and it has worked out, but I haven't got the time to go learning new tricks at the moment. I'm an old dog, and I can't learn new tricks, but I do know what I'm good at. But it's freeing, isn't it, when you let yourself off the hook for this stuff you're not good at, and, like, you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, because I think uh, when I was younger, I used to go, oh, I don't know how to do that, I'm going to learn how to do it, I'm going to learn how to do it, and then you're a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah. Yeah, and you're doing stuff you don't really enjoy, because if you enjoyed it, you'd be good at it, wouldn't you? Because you'd put the effort in. So if you're not good at it, it's because you find it boring. I think I'm good at looking after people as well. And I'm thinking well, I'm good well, at... Well, really good, like, to, like customer service and, like... Yeah. Working, like, I would say, Anita and I, not the easiest people to work with. We say, genuinely say this behind your back, wish everyone was like Pete that we work with, because you're just really easy to work with. Do you know, it's like, you know, the way we work is absolutely brilliant. We've got our WhatsApp group, we'll have a bit of banter, we'll send com- completely random... Um, com- completely random... <laughs> Emojis. emojis and and i'll have other clients and i don't do that with or maybe some other clients i'll do it with but in a different way but you'd be surprised how many people you you pay to do a job and then they want it their way so they set you up on a new platform to communicate with them and and you don't know what you're doing and you just think god this feels like hard work and i'm paying for this but the other question we always ask is can you recommend a book can i recommend a book or a, a business book a business a business book. development something like that yeah um Something a book that I and I and I knew you were going to ask oh. this. Um, that's a book there, which I'm showing you the camera. Um, How to win friends and influence people. I read that years and years ago. I read it years and years ago <laughs> as well, and um, I think I think there's a lot to be taken from it. I don't think everybody needs to read it because I think some people can naturally uh, influence people and be friendly without having to read a book. But I do think there's loads of uh, loads of lessons to be learned. I needed to read it. <laughs> <laughs> you can have it, mate. Seriously, it's yours. I have you read it. I've read it a few times. Yeah, but I but needed I've... to read it because I did used to struggle, especially in my younger days, because I just had no filter, no, you know, like yeah. that kind of like you know, no patience. I don't have a massive amount now, but yeah. So it's, mm. it's good. I think it's good for young people who are a little bit wild, and I've got loads of notes in there because I do um, radio training and podcast training and TV training and stuff, uh, and there are some good takeaway points from it um, as far as that stuff's concerned as well as that one i'm going to mention another one i've heard some of your guests do this where they mention a couple um there's a book oh god what was it uh who moved my cheese oh i've got that i read it yeah yes yeah that's a good book I did used to get uh, wound up when i worked in a factory when i was about 18 19 when people used to um take my cheese from the fridge there <laughs> <laughs> maybe taking it a bit literally <laughs> Anna is a cheese fiend. She'll get a block out of the fridge and just like gnaw on it like an actual mouse. Really? She does. Anna's got the eating habits of a, like an 11 year old boy. Who moved my cheese? It's basically when so- a source of something disappears and you can spend your whole time looking for that source again or you can go and find another source. Or just being angry that it's gone and it's not there. I was given that book. Um, uh, years ago by a boss uh, and he said guys and, it, and I worked in a radio station and, and a team of people and he gave us all a copy of it and we went that looks ridiculous we were like 25 or something like, oh, what's this about and then I read it um, that night and then the next day I went into the radio station and he said did you all read the book 
And we all went, yeah. And he went, right, today I'm going to move the cheese. Good, yeah. That's so- he changed all the rules and everything and you're going, okay. But at least he prepared you. That's quite good bossing, isn't it? Yeah, but it is, it's, a, it's a good book and it's definitely worth reading. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, a, a lesson that everybody should learn. No, it's good to get your kids. I made the kids, well, I read it with them. Um, but yeah, it's a good one for kids to understand. When when I worked as a <laughs> recruitment director and I had like staff that were younger, and uh, I would ever do that, I'd say, "Oh, I've got these books from guys give out," and then I'd ask them, and anybody had read them and never had. But the Who Moved My Cheese is like so little, isn't it? And you're supposed to be able to read it in an hour or something like that. So that's the big sell. As far as a book's concerned, if you can read it in an hour, it's worth reading. If it takes longer than that, get the audio book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've not get got out, time. do an exercise at the same time. Is learning. Yeah, I'm too slow to read as well. I put a book on the side and it's there for months. It takes me months to read well, a book. That's why I just listen to them now. I listen to loads of them. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. How cool. can everybody like find you then, Pete? How can people um if they're interested in hearing more about you and your fantastic business and if they're even thinking of starting a podcast? I've passed some people to you, plenty of people to you. I know I? you have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> help them get their podcast so if they're interested in starting a podcast or any of the things that you spoke about today how what's the best way for them to contact you first off thank you very much for passing people my way i owe you a block of red leicester and um as far as <laughs> as far as getting in touch probably the best thing to do is just the website is carrotcruncher.com and it's all one word and i've had it for years but only just started using it over the last two to three or however long it's been so it's carrotcruncher.com if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe awesome that was fantastic thank you very much pete another great interview if i say so myself am i supposed to say it or not really for me to say another great interview from get savvy club um so yeah if you would like to be in with a chance of winning the book that pete mentioned how to win friends and influence people or who moved my cheese then just um take a screenshot of you having downloaded and listened to and put it on social media and tag us in and uh, we'll pick you at random and send you the book uh, the audiobook because we know they're easier than reading um and i think that's about it for now so hopefully tune in next week and see what's um occurring then or listening not see either one bye i didn't, I didn't say see you didn't you did you I said didn't. see see what's going on see what's happening see this is, they listen to it don't they listen i didn't anyway, say see anyway. i said tune in <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> proof, proof will be the audio. Do you know what? If, if anybody's listening, that's great because clearly Anna isn't. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, bye. <laughs> that was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.